0: everybody and welcome to a brand new episode of the chat tonight it is a special episode where we are discussing the top five ways to fix the abc soap opera general hospital it's a small group of folks tonight but that way we'll be able to hear from everybody get everybody's point of view on the almost 60 year old show so before we jump into our top five ways to fix gh let's say hello to our co-host alan how are you Right,
1: there's only three bitches on the Zoom, so the show
0: will not be three hours. Three bitches, I like that. And then, Tiggs, what about you, darling? How are you?
2: I'm doing pretty
0: good. <laughs> awesome. Um, before we hop into all the happenings and the trials and tribulations of Port Charles, um, I just want to make a quick side note for the show itself. Um, earlier this week, we had tweeted our love and prayers out to Sharon Case, Um, who is going through a difficult time at the moment. Um, And I know that we caught a lot of flack for it, um, but more so a lot of our listeners just decided to send her love. Um, We were given permission to tweet such a thing from our Twitter account and our Facebook account. Um, At this time, however, it is a private situation. And so all we ask is that you help uplift sharing Case with us, and when she's ready, she will speak on her own matters. Um, without further ado, let's dive into ABC's GH. Alan, we'll start with you. Let's get into some kind of like pre-top five info. On a scale of one to five, where how would you rate General Hospital as a whole at the moment?
1: Well, our words here I would have said it's like a four, but after last time reveal and Michael Willow's lack of drop medical reveal, I'm gonna give it a two. Okay, yeah.
0: interesting start. Yeah. I I kind of hover around the same place. Um, you know, if this I was like three
1: but two. Yeah. Okay.
0: If this was like GH last year, I think like all of us would have been able to give it a higher price, like GH after it came back from uh COVID lockdown. Um but yeah I'm kind of gonna stay in that middle ground too. I'm gonna give the show a three. Um, I feel like it's definitely regressed, which we'll get into more of like writing and characters later. Um, I think there's still a lot there, but yeah, the Sunny reveal kind of made that rating go down very quickly for me. (laughs) Um, Tiggs, what about you? Scale of one to five, where do you rate GH as a whole at the moment? Two. All righty. So before we get into why everybody kind of is hovering in the middle, um, two for you guys, three for me, um, let's talk about the anchor of the show. Um, so this was actually our chat question of the week, which is something new that we're going to introduce. Um, and so or later in the show, we'll read kind of what our listeners said, but let's get your guys' thoughts. So Tiggs. Who or what do you consider to be the core of General Hospital as it stands right now?
2: Well, to, well no, damn it as it stands right now, let ABC tell it this the fucking mob, but no <laughs> <laughs> It's sunny goddamn Corinthos, but no you know the to me there's a there's there's a core and there's an anchor mm-hmm. like you know the core is the damn hospital. The anchor is Laura Vining, period. That show was on 30 years before Sonny and his dimples got to poor Charles. And the last nine months proved with him only being on screen once a goddamn week and the character being presumed dead that the show can thrive and survive without his ass. I and should that- all about the hospital and Laura.
0: I think that's very well said. And in fact, I'm not going to say too much on it because on this kind of category, because you said how exactly how I feel, you know, like the core being the hospital, the anchor being Laura. Um, And for me, it's not only because of, you know, the importance of Jeannie Francis's popularity in that role. For me, you know, we also have to take into account She's been there on and off for 40 years. You know, she has been connected to every major family, even having her own family be a major part of the show's history. And so, like, Laura is just, you know, she's just as important as, like, an Erica Kane or a Marlena Evans or a Nikki Newman or a Catherine Chancellor or a Brooke mm-hmm. Logan. You know, she is. When you think General Hospital, more often than not, you will think Laura. Think of Laura as Christopher Cross would say. Um, So, Alan, what about you? What do you think is the anchor of the show? Kind of like the core. Do you agree with Tiggs's observation?
1: It should be Laura, but ABC seems to think it's Carly because Laura writes on every damn day. I'm not one of those people who like hate Laura Wright for just breathing, and then she's a terrible actress who's just running the show. Oh, but. Yeah, she, Carly should not be on this much. She is not the world show. Carly is an antagonistic anti-heroine. That's who she is. She's not the core.
0: Um, and then, so Alan, with that being said, um, you said that Laura should be, correct? Yes. Great. Um, so yeah, yes. I agree with you too. And, you know, that's very important, you know, Carly should definitely be a lead character Um, and I think we can all agree that Laura is on too much but I will say you know the beauty about Laura though is the character of Carly seems overplayed to me sometimes but Laura doesn't ever seem overplayed to me because and what I mean by that is that Laura never phones it in and so you know they know if they're going to give her a script and a million scenes a week she's going to deliver Um, But is the character Carly played too much? Yes. Should she be the core? No. (laughs) Um, That's just how I feel. But still, you know, there's no denying, in my opinion, how much Laura Wright never phones it in and is just game for anything. So I do
1: love that aspect. It's probably in that degree, Lynn. I've never seen Laura Wright look bored.
0: Mm -hmm. Exactly, yeah. She is very much always present, no matter what. Um, and, and Laura White has never been the issue. It's the writing
2: for Carly. Exactly. They yes. regressed the writing 10 years ago when Bob Gouza got fired. Mm-hmm. And with Garen Wolf and even Ron and Gene and Shelly and now Chris and Dan, they don't have a grasp on how to write a character like Carly at 50 years old with a grandson. And, and like and I said. An
0: infant. And yeah. an infant.
2: Yeah. And like, like, that's like, like Alan said, she's an anti heroine she's an antagonist, and they always try to frame this as, as Carly, she's just fiercely loyal and protective, she's a vile bitch, she always has been and she always will be, and there's nothing wrong with that, people like the fact that Carly's a bitch, but, exactly. actually, but she needs to be caught out on her bullshit and smacked every once in a while like Sammy gets on dates. And that's exactly they're, what they're, I was saying. The same character. Yeah. If Goldie mm-hmm. was still caught on her shit like she was fifteen years ago, getting the hell knocked out of her once a month, it will be a totally different story. But no, they try to frame that she's just such a good mother and loyal, fierce protector, and all this and misunderstood. She's 50 fucking years old. She's not misunderstood. Bullshit. And then the the, the time she's self-aware, it's very fleeting. Carly is self-aware for maybe two, three scenes. And then she's back to being to barking like the junkyard dog she is. Really? Like even, the writing. Even she explains or she mentions any scene of Jocelyn. You know, you will think Carly pulled a few high school pranks back in the 90s. Bitch, you destroyed lives. And Jocelyn needs to learn the full extent of that. I and mean, she style. like
0: completely wrecked Tony Jones and AJ Quartermaine.
2: Right, like, like they, they look to whitewash and gloss over the shit Carly's done. No, don't do exactly. that. No, go ball to the walls with it. Because she and that's not- more
0: enjoyable to watch. And I think that's also more enjoyable for an actor to play. You know, it's... They have to meet fans of this show who know the history of the show halfway. Um, because to me, just like you said, Tiggs, the character of Carly should... Be written just like sammy who one remembers and knows who she is and doesn't apologize for it two people can call her out and three it's a balancing act you know mm-hmm. one time you know you'll sammy will get a one-up then and then the next somebody will one-up her you know like kate or even her own mother and so there needs to be a balance to the character of carly especially if abc and the writers and the producers want us to continue to think that she needs to be this crucial to the show. There's got to be an even balance of it. But I and think we always get
1: punched out it. at weddings. That, that was Jason's fiction. Say we yeah. get our come-ups at a wedding. she get punched out at a wedding.
0: Mm-hmm. I totally agree. The,
2: the thing with GH and their biggest problem, they act like because the character is popular, they need to be seen as a good person. They do it with Sonny and Jason too. No. It's like there's a reason. Victor Newman has been a son of a bitch since 1980. (laughs) And he makes no qualms about it. No, Sonny, you know, murders AJ in cold blood and then whines about it to Carly for six months. Bullshit. That's what I hate. Like It was uh, it, it made me sick to my stomach how he barged his bitch ass into Windermere the other day charging up Nicholas. You let a little girl who you don't even know make you think the worst about Ava and Nicholas instead of, I don't know, calling the fucking house and confirming with the nanny that Avery was fine and Nicholas and Ava have not been near the damn house. No, you just went straight to Windermere. It's like yeah. the last nine months have been nothing. Sonny's learned nothing. He's reverted right back to form. The only difference is that he has feelings for Nina now. But
0: other than that, the character has learned nothing. Which is, so, is so disappointing bad. because, you know, the, these amnesiac stories for kind of anti-heroes are meant to, in the long run, teach them something. It's kind of like, that's how you're supposed to bring up the denouement of these amnesiac stories for anti-heroes and heroines, is they're supposed to learn something. And Sunny spent this long, you know, nine to 10 months in this story And he hasn't learned a damn thing, which makes no sense even to who the character is. You know, I think who Sonny really is, is somebody who is the misunderstood man who tries to figure it out. But yet we never get that, you know, with any writing regime at this show. Um, But anyway, let's hop into the top five. So our top five categories are going to be kind of the same that they were for our Days of Our Lives and Young and Restless episodes. We have character most in need of a story, character you want to return, a story you want dropped, a part of the show you're liking, and finally, we'll end with discussing the executive producer and head writing regime. Um, So, Alan, let's start with you. What character, uh, which character, excuse me, do you feel is most in need of a story, and what would you do with that character?
1: Bali. She's such a vital character because we've known... Hayley Post has been in this role since she was a child. You know? And that's rare for a show to have someone who's grown up into the role, but they treat Molly like she's a fucking day player. There's so much you could do with her, but yet they write her like she's a 40-year-old woman in a, freaking what seven, seven what, seven or eight-year-long relationship regist- with TJ?
0: Yeah. And not
1: even her <laughs> Betty Brando at any drama Mm -hmm. it's bullshit there's so much you could do with
0: molly i totally agree and you know i didn't even understand i thought that under ron you know creating the book storyline creating tj and molly adding you know in like that one taylor girl who was related to felix you know I thought he was going to do something there, but you know, then the canvas kind of got very crowded around that point. That for some reason they all got pushed out, and Molly continues to be pushed out, which to me is so disappointing because you're right, she is a very vital part of the show, um, and it's really you There's know, not too many
1: middle aged people to begin with. Now, it's is exactly. like selecting middle aged men. Now yeah. we have Karen Masson Now and is Drew. Nope. Karen is a lovely person. I don't think we need a drew.
0: Karen <laughs> is a lovely. There's a title He's for He's doing it. a good job, but Yeah. Um, but yeah, I totally agree, Alan. Get Molly a story. Any really any of Alexis's children. You know, none of them really get front burner story at the moment, especially even like Sam, you know. Sam, is they're still kind of unsure, in my opinion, of what to even do with Kelly Monaco, which is crazy to think about, in my opinion. Um, but, Tiggs, so let's go to you. Character most in need of a story, and what would you do with them? Uh, Christina? Like, I, I don't know what it is. I don't know if Lex Gaines were pissing
2: somebody's pancakes, batter, or something like that. And I don't know what to do with, with her. I mean, she's Sonny's daughter. She's Alexis's Daughter, she's you know, bisexual, like she's 30 years old. Like, they don't do anything with Christina. Like, her reaction to Sunny being alive was the only one that I cared, cared about. And that's just because we don't see her. It wasn't really because I cared that you know she was gushing that her father was alive. It was just like we don't see her. So it was just great to see her. Um I would have her start getting interested in Sonny's business. I would. Um, It's unrealistic for Sonny to think that none of his children are going to take over. I mean, this the past year just proves that anything can happen to you at any moment. What will happen to your territory? You've seen it with Jason. Jason was gone for five motherfucking years. Anything can happen. And, you know, Morgan for the foreseeable future can stay dead. They wasted Sonny's amnesia story on Morgan. It maybe would have played out better. Um, No, Dante is fine as a cop. Leave Michael over there with the cues where he needs to be, where he belongs. (laughs) It's his only redeeming quality. Um, Recast him. Well, child, shut up. I mean, Michael Miller's available. If you got the outs and the money, he got the time. But um yeah, I it needs to be Christina. They could do a whole lucky Sant'Angelo thing with her. It, it could be a situation where I don't know, like, you know, some rival mob boss has a nephew or some shit like that. Like that, that, that Joey Novak or something like that. He get to pushing up and targeting on Christina. Christina pulls out her own motherfucking Glock and blows Here's his true. ass like, I like that idea.
0: We need, like, and
2: she stands up to Sonny. She's like, Look, I am not a little girl anymore. I'm a Corinthos and I'm a cast iron. It's in my blood to do this, and I can.
0: And the show desperately <laughs> could use. <laughs> and and like
2: that's just robot. what it needs to be. Because they could have solved this years ago, and I wish they would have. They should have did the same thing with Sonny that they did with Victor Kuriaka on Days. He should have went legit like Victor did in the early 90s. That's how we got Titan. Victor went legit, and that is how we ended up, ended up with Titan. Victor was still, you know, calling in favors and breaking kneecaps and doing little bullshit and, and you know, trying to kill his son who was in love with his wife, <laughs> shit like that. But he had a legitimate business, and that's what they should have did with Sonny. Especially around the time of like, like Lily dying and all that, and clean boom, twenty five years ago, they should have just legitimized Sonny, gave him a, a a conglomerate, and that could have been that. Yes, he could have still had his shady business dealings
0: and his little connections, but it would have made it, it just definitely should have did.
1: Well, definitely, definitely,
0: they could have told that story even when Morgan died, or you know when Mike came back into his life, they could have told that story. That story which set this show on such an interesting course. And, you know, we were just talking about how it was wasted on this sunny story for him not to learn anything through these 10 months. Maybe that could be a turning point for him um, if they were really invested in looking at what they did for 10 months. Because I think we can all agree, it's been a dud, you know, his return to Port Charles. And... It's just so awful. So maybe that legitimizing the business story would be a good aspect to look uh, look at right now. So I'm up for it, Tiggs. That was a good story, pitch. They they need to do something because
2: okay, let's just call it the thing a thing. Besides Gloria Monty and really besides Bob Blues, nobody has been able they don't know how to write mob stories. Gene and Shelly, damn, for sure didn't. Ron didn't. Ron does romance. He does campiness. He does bitchy characters. He does, you know, out there storytelling. But even Ron doesn't know how to write a decent mob story. And now we're seeing even now, Chris and Dan don't know how to write no fucking mob story. So it's like, why, why are you doing this? Y'all don't know how to write it. The the mob should have been eradicated and just played as a subtle little background a decade ago. Get rid of How they have this whole mandate back in what, 2014, 2015, where they got rid of guns. Why the fuck do you have mobsters on this damn show and they can't use a damn gun? What, Jason just wants to walk around with a fucking machete? This is stupid. Like, no, you should have just got rid of But since you don't want to get rid of it, like, rip off, you know, Lucky Santangelo, or rip off the goddamn Goodfellas, the Sopranos, any motherfucking thing, and just do something with Christina, because Mo is pushing six. He is not the sexy 35-year-old y'all think he is, no, more. He, he needs to start transitioning.
0: <laughs> go no, he needs, to, <laughs>
2: he needs to start transitioning into the controlling patriarch. That's what he needs to be. He needs to start finding ways to, you know, manipulate Christina and, and, and Michael and Dante and all that stuff. And that's what he needs to be. But no, they still want Sonny walking around like it's 1998. Baby, it ain't. No. <laughs> so they they need to do something. And it seems like the only way Christina would get involved in that is if a, a situation like that happens where she's kind of like
0: forced into it. And she just like, well, I and out of all the kids, you know, it would make sense for Christina to be the one to take over for Sonny. Um, because in my opinion, when Ron tried to start the whole Michael thing with that, it was laughable. I mean, it was one of the biggest jokes. in that shows recent history that Michael was gonna somehow be involved with the mob. I'm like, they would kill Michael, like instantly, like, they would kill his 180 pound waka waka laugh track moment ass like he would be out of it and i kind of like having molly even though i wish they would do more with her i do kind of like having still her be the woman who's kind of growing up too fast um and kind of realizes it here and there but christina is just truly a force to be reckoned with and you know lexi ainsworth would be just amazing to take on that storyline. It would be hot from day one with her in it. And
1: you can bring on a woman that's from a rival family to fall in love with Christina. Yes. You can make it a love story too. Yep.
0: Alan, that would be so majestic of storytelling. I, yeah, I would it could love be.
2: It could be. They could have the daughter of Buskema, who just got murdered, like fall for Christina. Or something
0: like that. It would be perfect. It would be, you know, kind of a little bit of Mr. and Mrs. Smith, you know, modern day with Christina and this other woman and navigating the mob and love. And it it would be so, so good. And I really think that story would always make for, you know, something great in the summer leading into like a November sweeps or something. Um, So, yeah, I'm totally on board for that. Um, for me, the character most in need of a story, um, I'm gonna say Monica Quartermain Um, I would kind of like, you know, how Days of Our Lives is doing it right now with Bill Hayes and this kind of giving him a big story and realizing that age doesn't matter and, you know, still treating these stars like, hey, they're on the canvas, they helped build the show, they matter too. And I kind of want like the same for Leslie Charlson as Monica. Um, I would love it if we could go back to Monica's kind of origin story and dig into her past about being an orphan and who she was before Gail and Port Charles and you know maybe come up with a secret or even an old friend. I think it would be really interesting to explore who Monica is at her core, especially as her family is going through so much reconstruction and especially as so many people are living in that house. and tying it back to Monica as a whole who is such an unbelievably important character would just be amazing and of course you know always seeing Leslie Charlson is a treat so I would love something tied to history definitely for Monica so let's discuss now the return the dream return of a general hospital character I mean there is an unbelievable astronomical amount of people to choose from. But Alan, let's go to you. Who did you narrow it down to, to being the character you went to return and
1: why? I think it's time to bring Lulu back. She's been in the coma for a year now. If it's not, M. Rylan, you went back and you can get Alexa Hay- Havens, and you have the brawls are out there, You're literally unemployed right now, that you could employ as Lulu. And so Dante's back, and he's dating Sam. It's the perfect time for Lulu to come storming in and get her man back.
0: Definitely, that would be really interesting to see Lulu make her grand return. And you know, I feel though like if Lulu does return, it would be time to no longer hold the the um, the excuse in the writers' room that they can't find anything to do with her. I'm like. There are a million things to do with the character of Lulu, like, and especially since she's been in the coma for so long, there's so much that can like explode around her character. So, for as how the show stands right now, I totally agree with you, it'd be great to have Lulu back. Um, Tiggs, what about you? Who did you narrow it down to for your dream return? Oh, of course, the goddess, Brenda.
1: Because at this point,
2: that's the only way that was my pick, too. Me. You're gonna get me to re- even remotely give two fucks about Sonny again. I care more when he was Mike and didn't know who the fuck he was. Now I just know Brenda makes Sonny tolerable for me. I don't give a fuck what you got to do. I don't give a fuck if you got to put Minnie Mouse on the motherfucking pole. Get the money to bring you back Vanessa Marcel. Period. I, yeah, that's I totally agree. You you get Brenda back. Brenda
1: Franks asked her back, and she says no. It got to be a money
2: thing. It got to be because her and Mo get along just
0: fine, so it's not that. It got to be a money thing. It got to be. For once, it's not that because we know plenty of people who were involved in super couples who uh, don't exactly like each other. Yeah, uh, no, her and Mo
2: <laughs> love each other. So it's not that. I think yeah. it's money. Because that's one of the reasons why Frank is still there because he knows how to stretch a dollar and makes George Washington a <laughs> It's just because he acts like the only person that, that don't two people who are worth any kind of real money around there are Jason, LB, Steve Burton, and Mo. And they still value the men because I guarantee you, Laura Wright ain't getting paid what she deserves. I guarantee you she ain't. But, um, yeah, that would be mine, and you know, I would want her to come back with a bratty teenager <laughs> that police kid, and I don't care. Yes, I know Sonny has a thousand children, but Brenda deserved to have this kid first. Shit, but um, she could have been pregnant when she left and lied about it. Or hell, them they don't want to do that. Fuck it, she already had that one little brat. You know, let him come back. He would be around Josh in that age by now. Let him come back and start some shit. I mean, they can do anything, but yeah, bringing Brenda back, she would, she ain't gonna bring back the eight hundred thousand she brought back in two thousand two. But I think my girl could score a good two hundred and thirty five thousand if they did it right. But they need to. Brenda needs to come back. Cause yeah, I like that. Either Brenda or they need to find somebody that Mo got chemistry with. I mean, he got chemistry with Cynthia Watros, but. Mm. But they need to do something. Because, yeah, as of right now, Sonny could have really died on that bridge. He could have went right down with you.
0: Um, yeah, I totally agree. Brenda was actually my pick, too, not only from a ratings perspective, but there is so much left unsaid with that character. And it would be nice to have Vanessa back for an actual long stint. Um. You know, you even have when she was last on the show during the uh, 50th anniversary season, you know, she even professed her love to Sonny again. Um, and, you know, they came so close to leaving town together. And so I feel like even that thread is dangling in left hand's head. And, you know, how would she react to him having been gone that long and, you with the amnesia and in Nixon Falls. And so it would be really interesting to see the dynamic played up with how Brenda would fit into Port Charles in 2021. And, you know, like you mentioned, Tiggs, you brought up her son, Alec. And so it it would be interesting to see where Brenda is. And I totally agree. She could probably still bring back 275,000, maybe even 300,000 viewers. and keep them. That's the biggest thing about Vanessa is she keeps you there. Um, Very few people leave the viewership after her initial entrance. Um, So yeah, we'll see. Hopefully, fingers crossed, we can see our Brenda back one day. Um, So let's get into some storylines for the current canvas of GH. Um, Tiggs, let's go to you on this first. What is a story you want dropped? Something that's not really working for you, not really floating your boat here. Uh,
2: this whole Victor Cassidon thing, I love Charles Shaughnessy, but this isn't making any sense to me. Chris and Dan pulled it out of their asses. I'm over it. Get Drew back home. Cameron Madison been on the show, he been on screen. it went from, oh, it's taking him so long to come on to he been on for two months, shit. And <laughs> it's just, I, I don't care about this. Like, what is Victor's end goal? Like, what, this is stupid. This, like, let's wrap this up or let's move on to something. Like, it's not, it's already not interesting. And my patience is where I'm thinking. I don't care. Get Drew back home so I can see how he interacts with other people. Monica get the child back that actually gives a damn about her. You know, I just I, I don't care. I mean, and beyond this story, what are they going to do with Victor? Is he going to go after the cast of dying money, leaving Nicholas' ass out again? Like I like, what are we doing here? It's not making any sense to me. It's really not. Like it's just like, oh, we need a big bad right now, and you know, Cyrus is kind of on ice. So let's get Victor Castlevania with a new face. It's just. <laughs> I, I don't care. I really don't care.
0: So so Alan, oh, go ahead, take. sorry. No, no, I'm just saying they've got to spice it up. Yeah, definitely. So more about, like, do you think the story would be better if the, we could kind of just get to the real reason that it's on the air? Like, kind of just, what's the central focus of it?
2: Uh, Maybe, but this is Chris and Dan we talking about, so I'm not holding my breath. <laughs> um. Yeah, and and then uh, uh, and then that bullshit with with uh you know, Hayden shooting that was retconned bullshit. Like we still got just you know Sean grasping at straws because Chris and Dan are trying to figure out a way to rewrite it so you know Nicholas is totally innocent and somebody else is the one that tried to kill Hayden
0: when we all but saw over. No, otherwise- i think it would have been so much far more interesting and i know that most of the gh fandom can finally agree on something is that they didn't need to retcon this story there was no point to it especially and i think it was alan you tweeted this out especially since it happened in recent history it wasn't like a story from 23 years yeah, ago
1: 2015 yeah. everyone remembers it <laughs>
0: <laughs> that was just two writing regimes ago. Like, <laughs> we don't fall off of our soaps so much that we don't know what happened five years ago. Um. Anyway, Alan, let's definitely go to you. What is a story you're not feeling is working on the show?
1: I have two. Number one is Michael and Willow. They're fucking... They call them vanilla or being insulted vanilla. Vanilla has a natural flavor. Those two are like Fucking rice cakes that the fat people eat lose weight oh and flavorless. <laughs> and my second one is Austin. It's clearly it did not have a plan going in. The latest came up on a fly. And now he's one going around saying is autistic and Olivia's all. Are you calling my son the R word? And it's it's bad. It's just bad. He has no chemistry with Maxi. It's he just needs to die.
0: It's really rough, and it's gotten so rough to me that it just seems like an afterthought. <laughs> like, you know when kind of like they don't want to let a character go because they're still in their contract, but it kind of looks like they've let the character go. That's how I feel this character is for Roger Howard this time
1: around. He just brought back Todd, but ABC next slide.
0: Which was such a stupid choice. Like, just bring back Todd. And you know, I was not, which I made this known, I was not a Franco fan, but at least he had some sort of purpose on the show. Like I, I understood why Franco was on the show, even though I wasn't a Franco fan. And so like, now I'm just wondering, what was the point of giving Roger Holworth his 86th character on the show in the past six years? You know, it was just, Being
1: employed. that's I it. Guess,
0: I guess. I he mean, just he was- needs a, he needs a love interest, like, because
2: it does feel like they dropped the ball, like, the character's been on screen for five months. Exactly. And this, this, like, he has a purpose, he's a fucking quarterman, So that's fine. But we all know with a lot of characters, and even with Roger, like, I mean, yeah, Roger's a good actor, but Blair saved his ass on One Life to Live. Yeah, and with his version of Paul on As the World Turns, Meg and Emily and Rosanna
0: saved his ass. Okay, here I loved me so <laughs> you Gated know the play to Roger Howard. Yeah, <laughs> and,
2: and, and either with Franco, Liz saved his ass, so you know it's just he's as good as who they put him with, like Michael Easton, he's as good as who they put him with.
0: Yeah, so definitely an good, iconic and great actor, but. It definitely hinges on who is he in a relationship with.
2: Yeah, like testing with Britt, testing with Terry. Ooh,
0: he and Britt would be interesting.
2: You, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, him and Maxie, it ain't, it ain't it ain't working for me. Now I am interested to see how Drew factors in because I think Drew, I see Cameron and Kirsten would have chemistry. I think I, he I, I, and plus, and also, he's a little bit Cameron. Yes, Cam and Roger are around the same age, but Cam's a little bit more useful mm-hmm. for Maxie. It's like, yeah, more masculine. Get yeah. a oh, lord, <laughs> Kelly Tabo. <yeah. laughs> you know Kelly it's Tubbo, true. <laughs> Kelly Tabo, her and Kirsten Storms are around the same age, but Kelly Reed's older. That's why she worked with Jason, and that's why she could work with um Austin, but. Even though Kirsten is thirty-seven, Maxie still kind of reads early thirties almost. You know what I'm saying? Like Austin just seems kind of too old for her. Oh, but no, I, I, totally think, I think I you. think I think Drew will read a little bit younger and look better oh, with Maxie, and I think the chemistry will be there. Cause I'm not sold on how he' gonna be with Kelly. Mm, I don't know, but yeah. <laughs> but you all you need to do just find him a love interest, like, and he can work and move him past the whole you know, getting his piece of the fortune or whatever like that, just give his ass some quarter, man, some ELQ shares and let's move on with it. Because he really doesn't care about the money. He just wants to be a part of the family and they need to drive that hump. So let him, you know, discover that Leo's autistic and let him, I don't know, save Olivia from certain deaths or something. And or let him save Monica and she, when she has a dizzy spell, that endear him to the family and we can move on. I mean, they ain't got to be buddy buddy, they're quartermans, but at least they can just kind of stay off his neck and they can move <laughs> him on to something else.
0: I totally agree. Yeah. Um, so lots of talk about how that character can develop and we'll, we'll see where it goes. Um, in mm-hmm. my opinion, a story that needs dropped or even kind of sped up, you know. Sometimes I shouldn't always say dropped, but maybe let's get to the meat and potatoes of what you're trying to do as a writer. But for me, it's this Esme history kind of thing. Um, I'm okay with the character. I like the actress, but I want them to hurry this up and not make some convoluted backstory about who she is and how she fits into the young scene of the show. Because right now there's too many dangling plot threads to her that... G.H. has to realize, Jamie Giddens once said this best about Jean and Shelley, that they're not the writers of The Edge of Night. You're the writers of General Hospital. So, you know, just make it General Hospital. You don't have to do these long, two-year-long backstories before we learn who she is, like they've done with every new character in the past nine years. And so... You know, who is she related to? What is this adoption really? Let's just get into it. You know, in my opinion, her last name should have lined up with Larry Ashton's half-brother, but it looks like they're not going there. But all in all, they just need to tie up the loose ends for me to continue to want this character on my screen. Or you know what? Make the hard choice and cut her. You know, it's okay. Not every character has to be some deep, dark, secretive character. It just doesn't always work like that. But G.H. has struggled with that for many years now, in my opinion. So I don't know where, where they'll go with the whole Esme story.
2: No, well, I'm pretty sure she's either going to be some crazy fan or she's she's some brat of rhymes. That's exactly. what she, she's going to be. I mean, they could have went a little convoluted and they made her Ava's daughter. I know some people didn't. Well, I just don't see Ava doing that and giving someone a forward adoption. Oh, she- and- <laughs> I'm like, well, I'm like, well, Women have done it before. Sometimes you can already have a kid and then end up pregnant again. You can't afford to have two kids, so you get one for adoption. Ava wasn't always a rock and sock and art deal.
0: Yeah, and Ava's mother is Delia Ryan. And so we know that she comes from that middle class, you know, kind of background. We know that she's always been a scrappy woman who survives by herself. And so it would totally make sense to me if Esme was her daughter, and I'd be okay with that.
2: So yeah, because it it, it, it it would also explain her complicated history with Kiki and you know how she learned from Kiki's death and giving up Esme why she you know fights the way she does for A. Like it, it could be anything. And plus this 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 is Mara goddamn Westby talking about. Period. She could like she could sell ice to an Estima. <laughs> like
1: you can make, she just you can make as follow a rapist or something. You can make it a rape story. That's why she gave her up. She's
2: going to look right with her. It could be any damn thing. like, But that's probably what they're going to do. I, I just see her either being like some somebody that's obsessed with murderers or Ryan's brat
0: or something like that. Or like I said, just a fan he recruited. Well, mm-hmm. we'll see. Um, so anyway, now that we've talked about an aspect of the show we're not really caring for, let's talk about something we are liking. Uh, So, Tiggs, let's go to you first. What is a part of the show that you are actually liking and are interested in? Uh.
2: (laughs) No, it's not like I'm hating the show. It's just, I guess I would say I'm
0: I'm interested in the
2: potential of a lot of things.
0: Okay. I'm interested in the potential. If we were all able to come up with something for The Young and the Restless a few months ago, we could come up with something for G.A. Yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I'm, I'm interested in the potential. You know, the potential of Valentina and Anna finally getting it together. The potential of Finn and Liz going somewhere before Hayden comes back and fucks all that up. Um, You know, the potential of Curtis and Portia. The potential of, you know, God willing, a, a decent Jordan. Um, yeah, just I, I'm I'm interested in the potential of what what this show has been and what it could be again. And, and and right now they haven't veered so much, of course, where it's just god awful. They, you know, it's it's almost just like they're taking a detour that they didn't need to take. All we gotta do is just get them right back on 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 the highway, get them back on the main route, and they should be fine. It only takes a couple of little tweaks, but because overall the show isn't terrible, it's still watchable. It's just I need to. heading I need down this slippery
0: slope. Yeah,
2: because it, it act, They, they, they It's like kind of like with Ryan. R. like they're avoiding conflict. They're avoiding drama. They're avoiding maximum impact. And at this point, and I know it's network. It's network meddling. And at this point, stop the network meddling. Stop it. You need to go balls to the walls with these soap operas. Hold on to the viewers you got. You, you get some, some new ones along the way or bring back some old ones. That's fine. But it's 2021. Nothing, I guarantee you, if you do something, you're not going to shed 400,000 viewers because you did some certain storyline. Like, just do it. Especially if it's interesting. I'm not warning some hackery, out-of-character garbage. But if it's just something that's kind of risque, do it. You know, don't, don't, like, what was the point of this shit with Sonny? The only good thing that came out of the story that they backburned him for months and we saw him once a week and Joyce Guy is Phyllis. Other than that, why did we get the story? Why? What are you going to do with Michael and Willow? They're boring as shit. I'm just praying for the day for Willow to get a rare blood disorder and, and just die, die. I, I just, I don't care. Willow is a boring, toast character. I don't have Molly and Christina on my screen. I don't have someone Baldwin on my screen, but I have to look at that all the time. And even with Sasha, I mean... Sophia Madsen's on maternity leave. That's the only goddamn reason we ain't getting Sasha shoved down in our throats as usual. And I actually kind of prefer Sasha over Willow, but it's still it's just like they don't do shit with Sasha neither. When, you, when Sophia Madsen has this baby and she comes back, okay, Brando, Sasha, why should I care? What's going on here? Why should I care? I like Gladys
0: better than like them two bozos. So I'm just I'm like, like. I stand Gladys. I love Gladys. She, One she's of winning. the most annoying characters I've ever seen. Well, yeah, she's annoying. That's the whole point of the character. I love that she's-, she's not fun, annoying though. Like, I love Gloria on The Young and the Restless, but this whole character, her movements, everything about me irks the shit out of me. I don't mind Gladys, especially
2: when she's on Carly's ass, because Carly would be exactly who Gladys is if she didn't fuck the right wealthy men in poor Charles. I think she would be exactly like Gladys. <laughs> so like, I love when she fucks with Carly because everything <laughs> she said about Carly is the guys on the street. but they portray it as ooh big bad villains. Uh, Gladys picking on Carly? No, everything Gladys has ever said about Carly is the fucking truth,
1: everything.
2: <laughs> because they act just like. It just said Carly's ten years younger with more money.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um. So, Alan, let's go to you. What is um an aspect or a part of the show that you're liking?
1: I like a few things. I like I'm liking the potential of Chase and Brooklyn he needs to fuck her so hard let blazers just go away <laughs> get her a new wardrobe uh, I know Miss had a baby but she can wear cuter clothes than looking like flight attendant no more blazers
0: but, and I'm liking no Spencer
1: blue. and Trina Spencer and Trina are very really cute and so Twitter is going nuts for them as they should because they have chemistry Loving Lem, and, and I'm liking actually, you can't believe what I'm saying this is about a Sunny pairing. I'm liking Sunny and Nina. I cannot wait for Sunny to dick Nina down. And they cannot call it rape because he has his memories now. Hopefully, they go there. So, Alan
2: basically said that the, what I just said. He likes the potential of parents and yeah. stories.
1: Yeah. <laughs> there's, yeah. a, there's potential there, but they need to go there with the stories. Yeah. Actually, go there, Chris and Dan and ABC.
0: And that's another thing, you know, it really is a partnership to get this show on the air. And so of course we're not just gonna hold Chris and Dan's feet to the fire, but you know, they'll catch their equal share of it um, because at the end of the day, they are quote unquote, writing the show. And so, you know, it's really interesting to look at it. Like you guys said, from the perspective of what it can be, um, and that's why I love doing these uh, podcasts where we get to really take a deep dive into what the show is now and what it can be. Um, for me, a part of the show that I'm really liking, I'm liking two things. Like Alan just mentioned, I do love Sonny and Nina. But Alan, like you said, they got to go there. You know, I need more with them. You know, Cynthia Watros, my God, just give her an Emmy nomination and probably the statuette itself again, because her work throughout this whole storyline, it is a treat to watch her every day. And she doesn't miss a beat. She doesn't phone it in. And her chemistry with Mo Bernard is truly undeniable. So they just need to tap into that. And they need to make that conflict. You know, Tiggs, I think it was you who said that, you know, the show is scared of conflict. And so just get into it. Um see how it works out. Um another part of the show I'm liking though I wish they would kind of get to the meat and potatoes of the story is I do like Cameron Matheson as Drew. I think it is a good recast. Um, he's bringing it. He looks great, by the way. Okay, look, I feel like I grow, you know, ovaries every time I see him on my screen. Um, and I love, you know, the potential of him getting back to Port Charles, but if they could just speed it up, I would probably love it a little bit more. Um, So finally, let's talk about executive producer Frank Valentini and co-head writers Chris Van Etten and uh, Dan O'Connor. So they faced a resurgence last year after COVID lockdown. The show was hot. It was ready to go. A lot of us called it the best daytime drama on the air at that point with the floating rib explosion, with Tracy's uh, short return arc. Um, It was really firing on all cylinders. Um, But now it's kind of regressed a little bit, as we've talked about here tonight. So, Tiggs, let's go to you. On a scale of one to five, what do you give the executive producer, Frank Valentini, and then what do you give the head writing regime, and then why are you giving them the ratings that you will?
2: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> on a scale from one to five, I will give Frank a four. And I hate to say it, but it's what's has always saved his ass. He can balance the checkbook and the show all and, and, and he can balance the checkbook and the show always looks gorgeous. It's always under budget. And poor Charles feels like a real city because it's 87 people on the camps. Um, <laughs> You know, that's always been his thing. He didn't get a full five because you know, sometimes he doesn't like to let Mark Teshner do his job. And he likes to hire, you know, people he likes and people he's ran into at Trader Joe's and all that other bullshit. <laughs> hey, look, um, I know you, you know
0: want to great want to play Helena.
2: Right. Just stuff like that. So that, that's what holds me back, back with Frank. And he just needs to do more Because at this point, ABC don't even give a fuck about GH like that to do all the meddling they do. Y'all don't even care. As long as all y'all care about is that the the show stays over 1.5 in households and Frank keeps it under budget, that's all y'all give a damn about. Y'all don't care about GH. I can see it just was back in the 90s when Angela Shapiro was still running ABC Daytime, but y'all don't give a fuck about GH through all that network meddling that y'all do. Let Frank do what he do. leave him alone now. Yes, if it's some bullshit, yeah, pop it saying if you need to, but leave him alone. Chris and Dan scale from one to five. I will give them a three because we've seen what they are capable of. I don't know, it's probably network interference or whatever, but something has there's been a breakdown in the last few months. And I had a feeling I told y'all this, I think I said it in the group chat when we were talking about doing these top five episodes. We had already did Days, we had did Y&R. I'm like, well, we can wait a little while for GAs because I guarantee you by August, September, they're going to piss me off. And what did they do? August, September, they pissed me off. So, I, it, it just it, it kind of felt like the beginning was them kind of about to give us Jason and Britt and then kind of going in the opposite direction with Carly. And like the whole execution of the story, Sonny's story was off. The pacing was terrible. The execution was terrible. Even with Ava Stalking's story. When she had said last week about the, the cockroach she got back in, in, um, in February, I'm like, this story has been going for eight fucking months. Why? That means by the time we did see Spencer, the story had been going for four fucking months already. We were halfway through the story when Spencer finally got on screen. So it's just like, okay, you're giving us these long-ass stories, and it's like yeah, little to no payoff. Like, I mean, the best thing we probably going to get, yes, I love Spencer. Com- I mean, Nicholas confronted Spencer, kick him out the house, whatever, whatever, him and they look get back together. But now I'm just kind of Esme to burn some shit down to the ground because she our only hope. Because <laughs> I'm just like, okay, yeah. You know, Nicholas this is an
0: issue, Tiggs, I don't know how you feel about this, but I feel like this is an issue even going back, way back before Ron even started. um, Who was it before Ron? Garen Wolf, right? Wasn't he the writer right before Ron? Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, he sucked, he only lasted six months. God, yeah, and there's a reason for that. Um, (laughs) um, I feel like it's a problem that started under him. The canvas and then going into under Ron got so bloated and they still haven't recovered from it for some reason to the point where these stories do go on for so long with no, it's not even like Bill Bell's, The Young and the Restless, which was slow and compelling. It's just slow with nothing happening. Like, you know, I can't get as excited when I see this week, Port Charles faces judgment day, because I know nothing will happen. You know, I, I can't get excited when Dante, you know, Dante's saying to Sam, oh, if your looks could kill, let's go on an adventure. Because the show, and it's not even about it always focusing really on like Sonny, Carly, Jason. It's about they have too many characters, period, for it to focus only on three people. You know, General Hospital, in my opinion, really only needs about 30 to 35 folks. We don't need 30 contract players and 43 recurring players it's just too much and so Tiggs. anyway back to the point that i was going to make to you do you think that's why these stories are having such a problem finding a central theme is because they're still suffering from having way too many people on the show
2: no but it's 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 suffering because i don't like maybe it's the network i don't know but it's just, it's from lack of conflict, from lack of drama. Like, with, with Sonny return, no. It, it should have been paced out way better. Sonny and Nina didn't have to sit together, but they could have even gotten engaged. Carly and Jason should have gotten married around 4th of July. If it was that instrumental and that important for y'all to get married, why wait three fucking months to do it? They got engaged in June. Why wait until September? That's yeah, stupid. I thought
0: that was the point of the story too was to rush them into a marriage for it being so crucial. Exactly. Um, but yet you're right. Yeah, they waited until September the 17th like Right. And then and then the whole the whole wedding drags
2: for, for two weeks for nothing. Because yeah. it's not legal cuz Sonny's there. Like this is stupid. No. Sonny should have walked in on them fucking. And it not being the first time they fucked. Period. Like you should have went for maximum impact because if he was just going to walk in on them, he should have just crashed the fucking wedding thing.
0: They could have even done that, you know. Remember when Carly showed up to that funeral in the trench coat and yeah, it could have been like that type of moment. You know, he could have just stopped the damn wedding
2: instead of this very anticlimactic, he catching them in the bedroom, you know, as they're gazing at each other about to have sex, he just waltzes right in. That's so fucking stupid. Like on what planet did y'all think that was the that big reveal was a great idea. Like I said, he could have just stopped the fucking win. It was stupid. And then this whole thing with Peter, Wes Ramsey has fulfilled his contract. He has fulfilled it. He better be dead by November sweeps. And I don't want to hear that bullshit because what, what Frank thinks is he's tone deaf. He just thinks that. we hate Peter because he's a villain. No, he's an ill-conceived character and Wes Ramsey does not have the range to be a villain. If he would have been Dylan Quartermain or even Lucky Spencer, it would have been okay. He does not have the Yeah,
0: He's not a good villain. People want him gone. And not for, you know, not for fun reasons either. Like when we're all tweeting out, well, (laughs) not tweeting, um, but when we're all thinking to ourselves, you know, as Lauren is switching scotty you know back in the 90s on YR, r they're like oh i just want that sheila gone but that's for all the right fun villainy reasons she gets under your skin with peter we just want him gone like never to be thought of again mm-hmm. wow. they, they, they drag stories out
2: too long and then they drag them out so long and just to give us an anticlimactic reveal little to no payoff, and then they do little shit like i said the execution is terrible like with the whole maxie thing that really pissed me off that maxie threw Nina under the bus car
0: and for Especially, Nina actually i tweeted out that the most annoying part for me was maxie in that same scene saying i love nina really because right now you're destroying her life it's like carly was going to find out eventually You
2: and Carly have never been close. Your mothers are close, but y'all have never been close. Yes, you planned Carly's fake-ass wedding to Jason, which I'm sure you got paid for. You don't owe Carly a motherfucking thing. (laughs) Nina has done more for you in the last few years than Carly ever has done for you. You didn't owe Carly shit. And then when she finally did talk to Nina, she tried to throw Jocelyn under the bus. Well, you know, Jocelyn's like her mother, and she didn't want to let things go. She knew I was holding something back, and blah, blah, blah. That was fucking stupid. If they wanted Maxie the same thing, Maxie could have been just. She's known to be a blabbermouth. Maxie could have just assumed that Carly knew and blabbed. That's in character for Maxie. I would have believed that. But, but for very her, disappointing.
0: To, yeah. But for her to very- just be on
2: some, this is for your own good, bullshit, Maxie. You of all people.
0: Yeah, I can see it if it was Georgie, but Maxie, like, like no, especially
2: when she's uh, lying right now. Yes, it's to protect her daughter, but it doesn't matter. I'm not saying Nina would intentionally put her children in danger, but what if Nina would have got mad? I'm like, well, bitch, I'm about to tell Valentine that baby ain't none of his. Maxie and Valentine could have spiraled out of control and inadvertently tipped Peter off about Louise. You know what I'm saying? Like, that could have been a whole thing. You know, Nina's just, I don't understand, Maxie. Crowley's
0: gonna find out anyway. <laughs> what? I would have cussed Maxie the fuck out. How fucking dare you? Yeah, i would have taken Maxie to task i would have been like after i stood by you you know <laughs> with you know when uh nathan died and uh, all the bistro i mean even in and here knows the, the baby
1: secret she knows the baby secret yeah exactly. that's what i feel yeah. like that's why i said
2: she could not even been thinking about peter nina's first reaction should just been like i'm telling valentine that baby ain't his, and she could have told valentine that okay, he could have you know played Auntie Maine for a few episodes, and spied out of control, and, and inadvertently tipped Peter off, like,
0: like, wait a minute. But no, instead you If that baby
2: is in Valentine's, then who is she? Is she Louise? It could have been something like that. But no, we get, you know, Queen Carly must know the truth.
0: Maxie but asked. If, you that you have me, to retcon-
2: I, if that were me, I would want to know the truth.
0: Missy, Maybe you have to fuck. retcon the maxi nina relationship for no reason at all the retconning a relationship can sometimes make sense to story but this was one example where it made zero sense to the furtherment of the plot and i, I was just not okay with it Tiggs, what you know i thought was a good point you made is maxi would do this to nina if she was backed into a corner but she yeah, wasn't or like i said by
2: accident it could have yeah. been just one of those things where she just assumed that Carly, because that that would have been me. Well, I just assumed that Carly <laughs> knew. I didn't know her husband didn't tell her a damn exactly. thing.
0: Exactly.
2: You know, it could have been something like that. Instead of just, you know, all of a sudden, Mariah Maximiliana Jones is the morality for I, I, <laughs> I love I love the growth, but she ain't growth that much, especially when she's currently lying about something. I know it's to protect her daughter, but so what? She's still lying. And what yeah. she's doing, is a, and what she's doing, is a crime because you are wasting police resources. Yeah,
0: looking for that child, and you know where the fuck she is. Especially when her last husband was a cop, and she comes from a family of cops. Like, but yet she's doing this for nothing. Literally right? Because for nothing. yeah, because it's like no,
2: it ain't no way they could have gotten Maxie in that baby in WSB custody or police custody, anything like that and kept her away from Peter until they caught her. Like, it's just, ugh. Um, that, 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 that whole angle just really pissed me off. And, and and then what made it even worse, they was almost trying to shoot the messenger. Carly just like, how long did you know? When did you find out? He was like, look, bitch, no, I did not stand by and plan your wedding to Jason and collect a check knowing Sonny was alive. Calm the fuck down, or I wouldn't be telling you right now. And even with Joss, <laughs> love, love you eating, love you eating, but even Jocelyn charging her up, little girl, I, yeah. you can still smell the perfume on your graduation gown. If you don't get the uh. fuck out of your face. I understand you being um <laughs> concerned about your mama, but little girl, I'm gonna need you to back the fuck up. Back up. Like I like I just want GA to take that, like Joss running around being baby Carly, that does not make the character appealing. I just want to let them know that I want her to act like Carly in the sense of something happening and she turning on her mother and being a bitch to her mother, like how Carly was to Bobby when she first came to town. That's how I want it. I don't want her walking around town, barking at everybody like how Lulu used to do when Judy (laughs) Berman was in the role. I don't want that. I don't want that. That's a turnoff. That's not appealing.
0: Um, well, Alan, let's go to you. On a scale of one to five, where do you rate executive producer Frank Valentini and head writers Chris and Dan, and why do you give them the rating?
1: I'm mean, going to give like Frank Valentini a three because the show looks great, right? but he's not collecting middle-aged men like a fucking Pokemon. He needs to stop. Because look at all the middle-aged men on the damn cast right now. you Cameron Madison, Michael Easton, Roger Howe the list goes on and on. But you have, what, like two people in, men in their 30s. Can Duel Josh Swickard? Yeah. And that's it. And everybody, else, everybody,
2: and everybody else is over the age of 45. <laughs> like, everybody <else.
1: laughs>
0: oh, okay. else hold. Yeah. For once, this is where we can agree with Allen's being old. Yeah, it's, it's too many
2: men over 40 in the lead role category, 45, in the lead role category. Like, Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> like, you got Sonny, Jason, valentine dante ugh, peter austin finn like god damn <laughs> that's a lot like even where e- well, even brando that
1: motherfucker over 40 so it's just like no no he's like he's like my i think
2: oh well
1: nobody cares so wait about yeah i think he is
2: yeah he probably oh, no, nobody
0: I'm
1: kidding, cares, whatever. Whatever. i don't i think johnny weathers just occurring i think
0: I thought he, he was still to. two, yeah. He needs to be.
1: <laughs>
0: um, and then, Alan, what about the writing for from Chris and Dan?
1: <sighs> A two. Because look back to that diary shit with Jocelyn. Awesome, that took so long to resolve. Of the Jocelyn no, no lit dev messing the diary and then it being pointless, no drama. Oh, 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 you really like me, Cam, and oh, uh, Jocelyn, up, uh, but cares, and, uh, no. Yeah, by the stupid. time they came out, Dev had been dead for six
2: months, so who cares? Like, I, really? I, could, see, I could see if Dev was uh, still alive and him and Josh were together or something, and maybe that could have caused something, but it's just like, Dev had been dead for six months, so who
1: cares? I don't but, know if like, like, because of that lie, it's just pointless. And not even pretty, pretty real drama with Jocelyn and Cameron because their brothers hate each other. You, can't, you don't tell me that Liz would be excited to have fucking Carly as an in-law? Mm-hmm. Oh.
0: Uh, yeah, I don't agree.
1: Been, uh, pretty pretty drama on the show. We even dropped the ball fucking Chase finding out that Willow and Michael were cheating. That's just not such a nothing burger when Willow was disappointed that Chase didn't die. And he's apologizing to them? It's, oh, this fucking show. I love Jermon Hospital so much, but it's frustrating.
0: I, I think that actually sums it up perfect, Alan, is that you know, GH is you know, a lot of people's favorite in this genre. Um, and it's definitely, in my opinion, the most popular soap of all time in terms of you know, what people know from outside the genre, what people grew up with, um, who kind of like no longer watch. What'd you say?
1: The zeitgeist.
0: Yes, exactly. Um, it's embedded into the fabric of pop culture. And I think because of that, the show can do better and the show deserves to do better um, and should be doing much better. Um, honestly we should still have the momentum that we had with the floating rib explosion Um, the show I don't know why it's petered off so much because I don't think they're burnt out from creativity I think there's a lot of interesting things there but it's about marrying those things together to create a very interesting long-term show you know the explosion was a great way to get ratings back up for a bit post COVID lockdown, where soaps were unsure what ratings they would return to. Um, it created a lot of interesting dynamics among the characters, but then as for getting back in the trenches of a five day a week soap opera, I find that it's been difficult for General Hospital to do such a thing. Um, in my opinion, for in terms of executive producer Frank Valentini, I'm going to give him a four. Um, I think the show is definitely still the best looking in daytime. Again, Tiggs, like you said, he knows how to stretch that dollar and make it look good. Um, I think, you know, there's a great ensemble at GH uh, with who they've hired. But again, Alan, I agree with you that he needs to step back and let some people do their jobs that they were hired to do. Because it's very complicated to have a multi generational soap that's almost 60 years old, and then every character be in their 40s and 50s, you know, in terms of who's leading the show. Um, And I'm not saying that we can't have those characters lead the show, but look at Days of Our Lives. Every age group is represented and is represented to the point where there's multiple characters in their age groups going all the way from 96-year-old Bill Hayes to 20-something Victoria Connifel. And so General Hospital, much like Days of Our Lives, it's easy for them to create that aspect of having the multi-generational flow of characters in the show. Um, In terms of Chris and Dan, I'm gonna give them a three I'm still interested in a lot of stuff. I see where they're going on some stuff. It's just they are regressing kind of back to how I felt Shelley Altman wrote the show. Um, just you know, you want to do these big stories, but then not give us any payoffs that match the story you're doing. So they become a little problematic in that sense. Um, Tiggs, what's your final thought about what we've discussed here tonight for General Hospital? I just want them
2: to just give us a soap opera. Give us give us entry, give us drama, give us romance, just give us something. Like, I, I just don't understand why ABC feels the need to like give them a note or tell them to pull back. Why, why? Just do it. There, I, I don't really think there's anything you could do Besides, I don't know, making Sonny a serial killer that I'm fans just all up in arms. <laughs> like, just do it. Well, he like, kind of is in a way, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, it's just just give the fans well balanced, decent storytelling. We don't even care about Sonny, Connie, and Jason being the lead. Just write them appropriately. Not Go good. balls to the balls with this story. Blow up the unholy trinity. Yeah. They act like they're so scared to do it. Sonny and Jason haven't had conflicts since he was, since Sonny was fucking Emily 15 years ago. We need a fucking conflict. Like no friendship is that solid for that long,
0: like Sonny and Jason. None. It's unrealistic. Well, they can be solid, but they also have to represent the conflicts that normal friendships have. and Sonny and Jason have a whole history of conflicts that even have yet to be explored. So it can be yeah. solid, but it has to be solid realistically.
1: But, like, man was telling him... Sonny killed his brother.
0: Right. Like, like, he still has not reacted to.
2: And he not. Because, no, they don't want to mess with the bromance. the say something. It's so fucking stupid. It's stupid. They're still holding on like it's the late 90s. Let that shit go. Go balls to the walls with this. Like, man was telling him last week, like, he basically just said, Jason, you 50 years old with two kids. (laughs) <laughs> ain't you tired of taking a backseat and risking everything for fucking Sonny being a good little foot soldier you are not some you know brain damaged mean kid anymore Jason you a grown ass middle aged man like how long are you gonna keep doing this for Sonny for what what the fuck do you want go for something in your motherfucking life quit taking a step back all the fucking time
0: I totally agree. And that's just it. Maybe somebody needs to point out in order for him to kind of like get it through his head, somebody needs to take him to task again and be like, what is all this for? You know, how has this benefited you when it's clearly not? Um, and I think that would be a really interesting aspect for the character of Jason um, and even trickle down to being interesting for Sonny. Um, Alan, let's go to you though. What are your final thoughts on what we've discussed here tonight about GH? They
1: need the fire some the fucking people. Jax needs a dinosaur toy like Elvis. They need to get rid of Sasha and Willow. Hello. And Gladys. I'm with Casey and Ladd. I don't like her ass either. Thank
2: you. <laughs> I mean, no,
1: I like Gladys, but no.
2: If we if we're like you know if we're getting rid of people, she can get caught up in it. I just like when she fucks with Carly, but that ended up to keep her on the show. Now.
1: <laughs> yeah, get a serial killer in there. Kill people off.
0: A serial killer would be good. And not like a Paul Hornsby type serial killer. Give me an actual soap opera serial killer who gonna murk up some folks. Um Yeah, that would yeah, be as we
1: just kill some people.
0: Yeah. That would be fun, you know, if we're talking about the craziness of her. Um she could be the, you know a summer serial killer. Even you can do it through the winter if you wanted to. Um, But yeah, that could be fun. Um, My final thoughts, I totally agree with what the both of you said. Definitely, Alan, I'm with you. Fire some people. Just get it done and over with. This show still has too many characters that it's not benefiting from or using properly. Um, They need to come up with more of like a central focus. Um, And Tiggs, I agree with you what you said earlier, and that there's a lot of potential for the show, but they need to access that potential a little bit more. Um, Before we go, certainly we can look over the question of the week, which was posed to our chat fans on Twitter. Um, I went ahead and I asked people what they thought the anchor was uh, of GH, and in two hours we got 79 replies. So I'm certainly not going to read all of them um but thank you so much to gh fans for that outpouring of showing us who you think matters the most um first let's go to uh jen m jen says anna the devane she always classes things up and bonus is she's kicking ass and taking names i never want that to change strong sharp and smart women never go out of style Um, A lot of people also pointed out the character of Laura, of course, just like we did here on the panel. And one in particular that I've loved is also somebody um, who said, it was Jay West even, who said, I'm an ensemble type of guy. I'm the most interested when several stories are going on, and every episode isn't focused on one or three characters. Um, And since GH has such a big cast, I think we have all talked about here tonight how to best access their potential uh, for their stories to be the most gratifying for the whole campus. Um, and also finally, Dominic Witcher pointed out the teen scene, how it's kept him coming back lately and how it's drawing him in at the moment, um, and that he's interested to see the furtherment of those characters. Um, and finally, Loving Sprina said, the hospital should be the anchor of the show no one person should be Tiggs. I think it was you who said that first in our show tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's called General Hospital for a reason. And that's kind of like always the diamond in the rough is that we can come back to that hospital and have Elizabeth have memories of Steve Hardy and Alan Quatermain, have Monica have Terry. Um, it can always lead back to the hospital. Um, Anyway, I think this has been such a great show tonight. Chat listeners, let us know your thoughts on these five categories, uh, between story, between parts of the show you're liking and not liking. Um, You can always tweet us and find us on Facebook. And also, real quick before we go, we have to announce the winner of our Soapy Story contest. We had a lot of great entries to look forward to but the one person who won it, drum roll please, and who will be joining us for one episode on the panel is Angel, um, at Tornado uh, Song is her handle. And she is an amazing lady who's gonna come on and she's gonna have the chat with us about the world of daytime TV. So congratulations, Angel, and we cannot wait to have you on the panel for a special episode.
1: Congratulations, Angel. I'd to for you, Angel.
0: <laughs> Tiggs, where can they find you on twitter the bin master part two wonderful and alan what about yourself
1: else, okay.
0: awesome you can find me at kcs hutch you can find our show on twitter at the chat underscore podcast you can find us on facebook at the chat show podcast And remember, there's always so much to chat about, but as you do chat, just remember to be nice and friendly and try to be a great person and make the day as wonderful as you can. We'll see you next week. Good night, y'all.